This is Game of Inches, the podcast. Now, here's your host, Logan Carter. Hello, and welcome to the first ever Game of Inches, the podcast. I'm your host, Logan Carter, founder and creator of Game of Inches High School. I'm sure you've seen our work all over social media, and we are here to bring you even more content. We are specifically discussing the triad, the powerful triangle of North Carolina, but we will, you know, kind of branch out occasionally for the basketball state. Well, today I will introduce my partner in crime, my right-hand man, Rich Hobegger, as my co-host. Uh, some of you may know him, some of you may not. Uh, and also today we have a special guest coach, Guy Shavers, of the undefeated Southwest Cowboys, and Jaden Turner. But before we bring them on, for those of you players and coaches, like I said, that don't know Rich, he is a key component to Game of Inches, and you probably don't know how old he is. <laughs> Ancient. <laughs> <laughs> well, he coached at uh, Reynolds High School. You just got inducted into the Hall of Fame. What was it when you won the state championship? What year was 1975. that? 1975. Wow. You know, so you got some experience. You've seen a lot of teams. But so let's jump into the show. Coach Shavers, how in the world are you, man? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I could I could complain, but um, I don't think anybody want to hear that anyway. But I um, <laughs> wouldn't trade my hand for anybody right now. I like to be in his shoes. He's undefeated. <laughs> I know, and especially you're definitely happy about your team's incredible record and the win over Northwest Guilford last night. I mean, that was just incredible. Let's you know, kind of recap that game. Jaden's also here. He had 31 points last night for your team. You balled out in the second half, but you guys defeated Northwest Guilford 90-66. Uh, it was close. It was in the second quarter. It was 29-27, but you guys would go on, you know, a 12 to four run to close out the quarter and then as I said Jaden 21 points in the second half for you I think you I think Jaden scored the first 10 points that that Southwest Guilford had in the third quarter it was like wow. I was keeping scores like all I was putting down was two for Jaden two for Jaden <laughs> two for Jaden <laughs> well coach what was the difference maker uh you know Northwest Guilford was playing you guys pretty tight at first they were you know controlling the pace of the game before you guys you know took control of the pace but what, what was the difference maker in your eyes when I was a kid, I used to like um, superhero stuff. And I remember Bizarro World, and I, I it kind of felt like Bizarro World, like they were running on us instead of them running on on right. um, us running on them, and and we just could not seem. We were okay on the offensive end, but defensively, we just did not get back. Um, no disrespect to them because they did a great job of taking advantage of it. Um, but in the second half, we kind of settled in, and normally we can pressure impress people but um we couldn't seem to get it together against northwest so we just kind of went in the other direction and was like okay we're gonna try to make them play basketball and that kind of ended up being the difference and you know we really focus on i know everybody says that they're gonna do this coming out of the locker room but we tend to do pretty well coming out of the locker room yes, so last do. night we did a really good i, I want to say a couple of games ago um, Jaden can correct me on this um who was it was it who wasn't Tabor? Whoever it was we were playing, we went on a sixteen to nothing run to start the half. I think it might have been Tabor because we was were at Tabor. that game yeah, because it was it was pretty close, wasn't it? Yeah. They were they were trying to Dean Smith it. I know Andy. Yeah. He was <laughs> that was his scheme of the night. But Jaden, for you with the twenty one points at halftime, we had an awesome interview last night. I know a lot of people loved your quote saying Coach said we're dead, and you said I'm ready. Yeah. So what was the difference maker for you in the second half? I know I asked you about Dean Reaver. He was mm -hmm. pretty. Uh, substantial for them throughout the game, but all of a sudden you started dominating the paint. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just came out ready to hoop, you know, just go moving up and down the court, getting offensive rebound, defensive rebounds, and scoring the ball. Now, how how do you benefit from, you know, like Christian Martin and Pettiford? I mean, both both guys are substantial to this team. As the whole time we were riding back to my house last night, I mean, we talked about Southwest Guilford the entire ride home about how awesome you guys are. But how is it for you to be out there on the court and the way they move the ball to get you going? I mean, it's real good to play with them guys on the court. They they help me get my looks, easy way to the basket, and they just help us out a lot. It's got it's got to be fun playing with them on your team. Um, because you're so unselfish. I mean, everybody is so unselfish on your team. Coach and I were talking about it last night. It's like I haven't ever seen, I don't think, a high school team in a long time play so unselfishly. I mean, everybody on that team is looking for the open guy. So it's got to be a lot of fun because you know if you get open, they're going to get you the ball and you're going to have the opportunity to score. So yeah. um, just a lot of fun to watch your team play. 
And coach, I, I want to say something that you mentioned last night because it was so uncharacteristic to me of your team is the fact that uh, Northwest got, I don't know, it seemed like one time three or four fast breaks in a row in the second quarter and there was nobody back from your team. And it was, I know you called timeout at that point and had a little heart to heart with them, but, um, but they bounced back really well in the second half. But yeah, you're, uh, you're right on that because that's totally uncharacteristic of your teams. Well, even before the half, and I, I know that the um, game is a game of runs, a lot of times, especially with the way we play. So, you know, we kind of got it out to like eight points or so, and they came roaring back and scored like eight in a row. And then um, in retrospect, you know, we still went on a run right before the half because before you knew it, um, I guess we outscored them 12 or 12 something like that to four to end the half. Yeah, 12-4. And even one of those I was a little irritated about because I, I think that last shot that they hit, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was like, um, I think we threw kind of a little middle school um, pass. I don't want to call anybody's name, <laughs> out, but we threw a, a weak pass and they went and took it down and got an easy bucket. Um, so, but um, to be able to come out and play like that and, you know, I know everybody focuses on the points for us, but um, Jaden also I think had 10 boards. Oh, I mean, he's just a very unique talent where he can guard multiple positions and score from a lot of variety of places. And to answer your first question, I think um, we were able to get the ball to the baseline some, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it kind of changes the dynamic, especially for teams who are playing zone. Yep. You know, it flattens things out. And Jaden does a really good job of turning that corner. There's yep. the tiniest space, and he does oh. a really good job of turning and then being able to finish. And he just scores so effortlessly. I mean, I yeah. coached my. I mean, Leach was like that when I had him yeah. back in, yeah. um, 2013, and Cam Langley was like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, you don't really have to run anything for those type of guys. You know, a lot of guys come out trying to say, "I got to get X amount of shots." Yeah. And um, he scored 31 points. And I think he took I don't know 12, 13 shots, 14 yeah. he shots, didn't something miss many. like that. No, <laughs> did not no. miss many shots. Yeah, it's it's just. The flow of your team is just so, it's just natural and nothing, nobody's taking a one-on-one move and say, I'm going to take this and go in here and show what I can do. It it just comes within the, the framework of your offense. And, and I was, I was, you mentioned about your uh, zone offense. I was impressed with the way you, I mean, you just dissected their zone so well. You got a lot of easy buckets off of that. Yeah. Most of the teams that have played this zone this year, trying to slow us down, um, I think you guys kind of hit on it without directly saying it. We put five guys on the floor that are all a threat. And any one of them, no disrespect to any other team, if they were on another team, would probably be a feature guy. Mm -hmm. Um, But they've accepted the fact that we're asking them to take a little bit less so that everybody can get a piece of the pie. And um, they've bought into it. My my favorite player growing up was Magic Johnson. (laughs) I loved all those passes and stuff like that. And that's part of my – I've got a five-piece philosophy, and, and, and sharing the ball is definitely one of those five. I, you, you've got to share it to play for me. Because there's yeah. nobody – I mean, if I'm scouting your team, there's no one person I can say, if we stop him, we'll have them – we'll beat them because there's no one per- – it's five guys. And on any one night, I mean, Jaden got 31. I think Keyshawn got 31 on Tuesday night. It's like, who do I go after? Right. Yeah, yeah. and then Christian, he, he, he kind of – took the lead when we came to Mount Tabor yeah. as well. So, I mean, it's just a different guy. And also Pettiford, I mean, he, yeah, he's he playing played. well. I mean, both Langley's had, I think, eight assists last night. I posted that, uh, I think, earlier today. I mean, it's just amazing how they're so unselfish as well. And, I mean, they're, they don't care about the stats. They care about the win. And that's the kind of players that you want. But well, uh, what, what I think somebody for, um, forgot about this, too. Like, it's amazing to me. You see it in college football all the time. Somebody gets it done for four years. And then all of a sudden, they're like, we don't know if he can do this, that, and the third. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what happens to some of the guys on my team, namely the Langleys. You know, people forget these guys have been top 30 players their whole career since like the second grade. <laughs> They've been and up so it's amazing to me that um, people would even question it, if they can play. But I think for coaching them, what's amazing to me is usually you get players and they want points. But these guys are coming to me every night having a competition about who got the most assists. Yep. Um, and they both defend. 
Um, they block Very shots. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Jane um, had several blocks. I mean, if we can yeah. get that stat too, I mean, good that, lord. That's the thing too. Uh, thinking about teams playing you, I mean, if I'm looking at you and I have to play you, it's we can never rest on offense <laughs> because your defense, you're gonna have pressure on us the entire time. And if I have a team, I mean, I helped Mike Muse at East for a couple of years, and we hated playing y'all because yep. there was never any time when somebody could just take a breath you know take a break and not catch your breath because you guys were on us you know when you had cam and the two brothers and the twins i mean all, so all three of them were on the floor at the same time i mean it was havoc out there trying to get your offense going and you know y'all you, you took us out of the offense and you take most of the teams out of their normal offense because they're not ready for it and if you don't have two or three ball handlers you're in deep trouble against southwest guilford yeah yeah i remember <laughs> the game plan we our game plan when we were with Mike, it was almost like how Andy was trying to slow you guys down. I remember it was to foul uh, Cam as much as possible. <laughs> but that night he was hitting them. Uh, I think uh, for the season he he had a pretty low number. Right. Uh, that was when you were in our conference. But uh, well, I can tell you something on that. Two things that people don't realize. First of all, I'd rather lose by 50 than to just sit there and watch somebody hold the ball. Yeah. I've yes, seen my share of games like that. <laughs> that Mount Tabor game, it was, it was. We we loved getting out early. Uh, I think me and Rich both appreciated us uh, getting home early from work. But uh, you guys just dominated the second half. And if you hold the ball like that, you have to score. And that's what Andy lacked. But uh, we'll we'll come back to your team. Let's just go over, you know, some of the other highlights. Speaking of Mount Tabor, they they actually just got over their hump, defeating Parkland sixty three fifty three. That was somebody me and Rich had watched. Uh, Parkland, they beat them in the Frank Spencer. Uh, but Quest, he had 21 last night. Uh, it seems like he's back on track. But they finally got somebody involved that I think has been lacking is Jacob Moore. He had 19 points. I don't know if you saw that guy. But uh, he also had 11 rebounds, and that was the big guy. Uh, Jaden, you, you you remember playing against him. You guys got him in foul trouble over at Southwest Guilford. And then another team you guys had played that you beat pretty handedly, but it seems like they're coming around is uh, Reynolds. They had four guys in double digits last night, which is really impressive. Uh, Devin Ingram, I think, had his best game of the season in my eyes. Uh, we've seen him play a few times, but they defeated East Forsyth 79-49, and that, that's a big, big win for them, don't you think, Rich? Absolutely. Um, you know, I know I talked to Mike a little bit before that game, so he was looking forward to it and thought that it was going to be a close game, but when we looked at the score, we were like very surprised, but Reynolds has that you know, explosiveness, and so once they got out on on uh, East, it was all over, I guess. Yeah, Coach, what what can you kind of say? We'll, we'll dive deep into these two teams first. Uh, you've played both of them, and Reynolds is a team that, you know, any given night one of his guys uh, can turn up the pace, but I know you guys played them pretty early on before, uh, you know, they kind of got hot. So what can you say about Billy and his team? Well, I'll, I'll kind of um, talk about them in the order you want me to, but I will tell you this. I've been doing this for a while, and I think Coach can attest to this. Some nights you play checkers, some nights you play chess. <laughs> You're not going to play either one of those Muse guys and not and just play checkers. That's right. And Billy's the same way. You know, um, one of the things I think that's a beautiful thing, um, coaching is like a fraternity. So, you know, we all see each other during off season. We admire each other from afar. But if you don't prepare to play this, and I can say this about Coach, um, a coach from Parkland, he's on his way. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah, a younger coach guy, and he's, he's new to the thing. But I told him the last time I saw him, I was like, dude, you're coaching. I mean, yeah. he doesn't really have any bigs. I mean, I'm not disrespecting right. the, the, the 6'2 no, kid he exactly has. I can't right. think of his name. But, um, I mean, they're a big or two away from being a serious contender. And I think people underestimate our conference. Mm -hmm. Like, people talk about it. But we we've got some good basketball in this area, period. But those those are um, you know three of the top teams in this area, um, and year in year out, if you don't come prepared, you're going to take a loss. I know we went over to Parkland last year and lost to Coach Holcomb Faye because uh -huh. um, he came with the strategy and we didn't see it coming. Yeah. Um, and then well, you were asking about Coach um, 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 Billy. Um, short story, I'll, if I was going to make this song. <laughs> I grew up in Wilmington, and we moved out to College Acres right there on the edge of the campus. When you stepped out my backyard, I'm, um, we're on the campus. And so I'm, I was three houses down from Mel Gibson, who was the coach at UNC Wilmington. Yeah. Guess who was starting point guard? Billy Martin. 
and his uh, twin brother Bobby. So I used to be like the ball boy. <laughs> and I reminded him of that, how I would do that. So this guy's been around basketball for a long time. He has this guy's prepared. What I love about him, he comes with multiple styles. You know, sometimes he's more of a man defensive team. I saw him go to that 3-2, and he did some nice things with it. Mm-hmm. But he's adjusted to his tablet. And that backcourt has to be one of the best backcourts in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, the gentleman you mentioned, I'm terrible with names. Devin, but, Devin Ingram. But um, I, I told him, just like I told the other one, um, like I'm fans. Like I'm, I know most coaches don't say that. When you're passing that line, you tell, some, tell them some stuff, you kind of embrace them and tell them something. Like um, – so that's a talented backcourt um, to be a high school backcourt. Yeah, they're going to be a great 4A team. I, I, we talked to Coach Revis after the game last night. And, you know, these teams that you're beating single-handedly, uh, I mean, you guys are like the Warriors is what we, we keep hearing from everybody. And uh, But, you know, in the 4A, they might not see somebody just as talented as you guys. And, and I mean, just because you guys, you know, kind of tough them up a little bit, uh, when you guys play them, I, I feel like Rich could probably attest to this as well. I mean, they, they're just really good within their division. And also, I mean, you're talking about your entire conference. Yeah, Travis Holcomb Faye, I mean, he's found a way to to really win. I mean, when we they're, were in the Frank Spencer. Yeah, they yeah, were very impressive. It, it really impressed Very us. impressive. And so, same thing with Andy's team. There There's some signs of brilliance that we see on one night. But, I mean, Reynolds had their card this year, but that shows how much uh, of a team Reynolds is, and also Ben L. Smith uh, with Coach Party and Silas Mason and those guys. Uh, they've really, you know, battled it out. Uh, I know they lost a, a close one uh, to Parkland, I think, at home, but they're going to go play Parkland, I think, tomorrow at their place. But just like you were saying, Coach Shavers, I mean, uh, Jaden could probably attest to this, but y'all's conference, I mean, just because you guys, you know, you guys go on a huge run in the second half, but you guys, I mean, they, they play you guys for as long as they possibly can. Uh, it's, it's always kind of close in the beginning. But, you know, in the, like because I remember uh, Brett, he came. Uh, Brett Kramer, he, he's been working with us. He's another guy for Game Adventures. He went to your uh, Ben L. Smith Southwest Guilford game, and it was close first quarter. Yeah. So I got that quarter update. Brett sent it to me. I said, oh, I said, okay, here, here's another team that's pretty close. And then all of a sudden he sends me a halftime score, and you guys are back to almost 20-point lead. <laughs> But uh, but as, as you guys said, I mean, we have a lot of great teams in the triad. And like you said, Coach, um, I feel like because of all these upsets, sometimes, I mean, like Ragsdale beating Northwest Guilford, I don't know if you guys saw that. Sometimes, you know, these coaches come to play with checkers, like you said, or they come to play with chess. And I think we, we have some of the best coaches here in North Carolina. I don't know if you uh, can agree with me on that, Coach Shavers, but I think so. I, I definitely can agree with that. I mean, I can talk, and I talk to Coach Partee all the time, too. Um, it's amazing. People don't really think of it this way, but we um, technically don't have much say so in who we get. You know, I know different associations exactly. and different conferences have different rules and whatever like that. But at the end of the day, to lose what Coach Party did from last year, basically losing four or five starters mm-hmm. and come back um, and be a top ten team in the state, it's a testament to what he's built his program to. Yeah. The same thing with. Um, you know, you don't lose a kid like um, Tabor did, who was Isaiah right there. Wilkins. Yeah, that goes to the ACC. And, I mean, he's still top ten in the state. And, you know, he's very modest when you talk to him about it. But at the end of the day, he's, I mean, you you got to be prepared to play play for Coach Muse. Like, he, he's going he's gonna to test you, he's going to push you, and he's going to get the best out of you. That's right. so, um, <laughs> yeah, Andy that's is, right. knowing him on a personal level, he hates to lose, and 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 knowing Mike, when we we used to be me and uh, Rich and I, we were with Mike. I mean, the Muses they hate to lose. So does Adam, and so does the twins. You, Jaden, you probably remember the twins. They they fight out there. But uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up so we can get Jaden back into the. I remember uh, Mike oh. telling me though, real quick, he's like, Man, I know how to beat you. I just don't got the horses to do it. <laughs> that last time we played, so oh, they're, they're just great. Yeah, guys. what what do you feed your guys over there? Because I tell you what, it's like. You know, starting with Terrell back in 2013 um, when y'all were undefeated and then got upset by Reagan. But um, then Cam came along and then the twins and Jaden and Christian. It's like it's a never-ending <laughs> string of, like, really talented athletes and, and great kids. Not only are they great athletes, but they're great kids. I mean, none of those guys, none of your players have ever, you know, shown – a bad side on the court you know they've always been gentlemen 
very uh, very respectful yeah kids. very respectful great sportsmanship but um so what do y'all you know you know what are you eating over there what are what are y'all doing <laughs> um i guess to make a long story short um the first five years were pretty tough i want to say if i did it right we're like 41 and 86 something like that mm-hmm. and um a couple of things that helped me that i realized and that's why i talk about the fraternity I met um, Coach Hurley, and uh, I mean, like, he's like the top of Mount Rushmore as far as I'm concerned in high school basketball. I mean, I know locally we have Howard West and Freddie Johnson, but he asked me what my philosophy was, and I couldn't tell. I started mumbling something. He's like, that's not good enough. If you ever meet Coach Hurley, he's an amazing guy. And he he challenged me. He said, you come up with a philosophy. And so um, we we did, Mm -hmm. and we hold him to a standard. And Jaden will tell you, like, um, you know, certain things. I don't, I don't think you have to be equal with people. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you have to be fair. You just have to be balanced. Uh-huh. You know, um, Jaden, Jaden's going to get a little more cake than some of the other guys. That's just who he is. <laughs> um, he's earned it, yep. you know. Um, so, but at the end of the day, some of the stuff is standard for all of them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my administration, the teachers, they know if they're having an issue with one of my guys, they're going to come to me and I'm going to do something. You know, like, I've got to hold them all accountable. I'm, I want them to hold me accountable. You know, if I'm doing a lot of crazy stuff, then, right. I mean, that's why I, ma- I try to manage myself on the bench. You know, I sit down a lot. I mean, it's on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if I'm all over the place, they're going to be all over the place. So I, I, I hope they're taking something from me. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys I keep up with, Ben Ferguson's playing his last game this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to him. But, I mean, he calls me now, and he's like, Coach, man. He's like, I didn't understand it all when I was there, but he's like, I get it now. Right. Um, so I, I really, I'm trying to give him life lessons, you know, everything from spirituality to just um, being a decent human being. So I don't think you can act crazy and then use the excuse of that you were caught up in the moment. That's right. <laughs> um, That's exactly right. I, I think it comes out in the wash. <laughs> well, let's continue to talk about your team. Let me uh, put these last two scores in. So Walkertown. Uh, they won their conference game against West Oak 66-65 in overtime. I, I remember me and Rich, we went last season up to West Oaks, and it also went to overtime. So Jalen Cohn with 34 points. and those, then two, went, those two teams are now tied for their Yeah, so now they're league, tied. League, yeah, league and then uh, Winston-Salem Prep, another, now that we're in conference play, they defeated Bishop McGinnis 70-59 last night. So that's a good conference win for them. Bishop was uh, really hot as of uh, last night. And then Troy Mills Jr., he led the way. That was number five for Winston-Salem Prep. He's really coming along for this team since we've seen them at the at the uh, Frank Spencer and Minor with 15. I know he led against Walkertown on Saturday. And Chaz Gwynn with 14 and Zach Austin with 13. They have a great team, and uh, we're going to be covering them in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, you bet, you're going to hear about the Mills, the young Mills. He's a great player, um, just a sophomore, but he's got a lot of talent. Yeah, he does, and we'll definitely – that's another kid you'll be a fan of, Coach Shavers. That's well, once sure. again, you um, you bring up another issue, the same issue again. You look at Coach Thompson, you look at Coach Gould, they're right there in that mix every year. It's not by accident. Nope. Those guys get their thumbprints all over that program, and they bring kids in, and they mold them. Um, right. and, and it's just really impressive um, to see what these guys have built. And once again, it's in this same area. I mean, there's just right. strong – coaching and I won't even get to talk about West Oaks like I've been a fan of coach Feinauer for a <laughs> long Feinauer time is one of the best and and going back to you know how Gould uh, a kid that we've been able to watch you know Rich and I was Zach Austin we saw him that was when we first started Game of Inches over at the Frank Spencer and he was just coming along and then when we went and watched him Saturday night against Walkertown Zach was absolutely killing the big guys but it's just so awesome to see how you're saying like they mold these players into you know top performers just like Jaden we're going to talk about that here in a minute you know last year we came and saw Jaden and we saw Christian and now these guys are playing like they're five-star recruits and I don't know why people I, I called coach Shavers last night and I said I, don't, I said I do not understand why people are not knocking down the door to come see Jaden or Christian because these kids will fight for you so let's go ahead and start talking about your team a little more um, but you know coach you said it last season uh, when we first started, you know, getting to know you, and we watched your team over at Mount Tabor. Wasn't that the game we went to, Rich? And this was without the Langleys, mind you. And Jaden, he he was dunking the ball, and I mean Christian, he was playing so well over there. I mean moving, and I mean you you guys had that pace that you have now, 
but now that you've like you know input the Langleys, it's just like unbelievable. But you know what? What's being? I mean, I can't understand like how like dominant you guys are because I mean the way that you guys are being spoken of right now, I've never heard like people speak about a high school basketball team like since me and Rich. I mean, I asked Rich last night. I was like, I was asking him, have you seen a team like Southwest Guilford? Like all dating all the way back to when you started coaching at Reynolds, I was like, "Have you seen a team like Southwest Guilford?" And he was like, "Shit, <laughs> he was he was trying to think of somebody." Think <laughs> but it seems like you have found a team. Like even last year, like we talked about it in the interview last night. But it's you found a team that's all into winning, and guys that don't pay attention to boosting their stats. And I think, Jaden, you could probably attest to that. I mean, what's your mentality, you know, with this team? Like, yes, you want to succeed as a player, but what is your overall mentality, you know, for the, the team and your, and your teammates? Um, just everybody be on the same page and win games. <laughs> I hear you. Coach Shavers, how do, how do you, you know, kind of talk to these guys in order to, you know, create that uh, that lack of selfishness on your basketball team? Even last year, I mean, you guys were still successful even when you were missing the two key components, the Langley twins? It's a um, constant battle. I mean, because we're in a culture right now. That, um, I, I always tell people that water doesn't run uphill, it runs downhill. And um, no disrespect to the NBA, but if you if you look at that game, it's a lot of individual talent. Now, they form good, solid teams, but it, it's a it's work in progress. You know, I was talking to a former player of mine last night. He coaches down in Charlotte, getting outside the area a little bit. Chris Love, and he's coaching at West Charlotte, and they knocked off um, North Mech by twenty, wow. beat them 80, 80 to sixty. I mean, this is that time of year, and that you build for. So, you know, coaches always say it: we want to win games in November. You want to win games in December, but you're you're building for this time of the year. You really, so, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, and hopefully get to March. Yeah. Um, but really and truly, it's uh, if you, you know, I think it was Coach Lombardi that said to talk in terms of wins and losses is a, a sign of weakness, you know. So you want to build it the right way. And if you do the, it's like you can't go study for a test and know all the information and then fail it. You know, you do all the right stuff right. and then eventually it works its way out in the end and the grade takes care of itself. And I see basketball the same way. So I think if we can get the guys to play, and Jaden will tell you this. I mean, I'm not making this up. I'm, I've been preaching all year long. When we see little signs of of um, selfishness, it's like cancer. If you don't cut it out, it's going to spread. Yep. Yep. So, you know, earlier in the year, you know, Jaden was trying to find his footing. He found it fairly quickly, and I'm just like, I don't think people realize this, and I mean it's true. We this is the best shooting percentage team I've ever coached. We're shooting just under fifty five percent as a team, which is strong. And I know we get our share. And what people don't realize, the game last night, I found it very unique. And I go back in the game in my mind and I look at the numbers. My major was financial management, so I'm a big numbers guy. <laughs> um, but we probably play. We probably pressed. We were getting beat so bad, so we probably pre we pressed less than a quarter. And then there was a three-minute um, span in there where we did not score. So basically, if you break it down, we played 29 minutes of basketball and scored 90 points uh, without pressing. <laughs> but we don't press all the time, but we usually pressure. So, I mean, I think that's kind of the trade-off. And one of the things I've tried, and I've had several people saying, we love watching a team until we have to play against it. Um, I tried to get. Exactly right. <laughs> That's right. I yeah. tried to get. Um, most people just want to turn you over. Yeah. I want to turn you over into a bucket. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, we want to quickly and as efficiently as we can get down and score. And then if not, um, we've been very blessed. Coach Blasney, my assistant, was telling me he's been with me ten years. He he told me that we've gone nine years straight with at least nineteen wins. Wow. Um, so to sustain it over the long haul, you kind of have to build it. Um, if the foundation is, is steady, then even in an off year, and I consider last year an off year, even though we went 20 and 8, and we lost our four conference games by a total of seven points. Wow. Um, at the end of the day, you, if you build it right, like my JV last year went 21 and 1. Those are the guys sitting on the bench. Mm. Um, they scrimmaged my varsity guys, not all of um, them, the seniors, mm -hmm. and they lost by three. You know, so wow. it just keeps um, 
But reload. Pipeline going. Uh, try to. So instead of yeah. losing, you're rebuilding next That's season. Is that what nice, you're telling us? Nice reloading. Thing is, <laughs> the nice thing you you have and and for players coming up is that they look at that and they see what is expected of them, and now when they get there, it's no surprise. There you go. And they're ready to go, and they got to buy into it, or else they're not going to be there. They know that. That's exactly so, right. And I yeah. think it's no you've surprise. Done the, you've done the right way. Thank you've you, Coach. The right There's a little bit of shock value there. I mean, because I'm a little different. Um, I'm not going to yell and scream a whole lot. But my, I mean, Jaden will tell you, like I tell the guys, and it's funny <laughs> because it's become his expectation. Like, if you don't do it the right way, you're not going to play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be an All-American if you can score from the bench. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the guys really understand the sharing, and you're going to defend. And, uh, and I think the most beautiful, with the exception of Miles Taylor, who's a football player, these guys play basketball all year long. So there's no reason to do all of this and not get something out of it. Yeah. And, and um, the neat thing is, is you talk to the college coaches, and when they go off, you know, I saw Cayman Mitchell play against KJ last week. Greensboro College oh, played yeah. Methodist. And they just are grateful that the guys know how to practice. They know how to run a drill. Mm-hmm. They know how to give effort. You know, I mean, those are things that, you know, I mean, it doesn't take talent to give effort. Right. Yes, sir. <laughs> but, but everybody doesn't do it on a, on a given night. Very true. <laughs> now, Jaden, what can you say about Coach? I mean, we've seen you last season, and I want to talk about your play after this question. But what can you say about your relationship with coach and how he has built you over these past couple of years? Because, I mean, we have watched you, like I said, turn into this dominant athlete this season from, you know, the past few seasons that we had watched you play. I mean, I mean, you're playing on every cylinder in the correct way. You're shooting threes, which is, like, unbelievable because, I mean, the big guys on the other team, they don't expect it from you. But what can you say about your relationship with Coach? Me and Coach Shares has a very good relationship. He always helps, helps me out on the court and off the court. Just got a good relationship. <laughs> Is there any specific memory that you really appreciate with Coach? You know, maybe back when you were a little younger here in high school, where he like really helped your career build. Your aha moment. No, not really. Oh, it is for me. I definitely have one. So, draw his memory. We go to camp at Old Dominion. His sophomore oh, year. Look, Jaden remembers now. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Jaden. Um, and Jaden didn't play his freshman year. So he basically has. I mean, you're seeing this product after two years of basketball he, into the third out one. the year? Um, no, I got cut that year. Oh, you got cut. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You yeah. It's my fault. Yeah. It's, it's, it's another Michael Jordan yeah. story. It's another Michael Jordan story. Well, what's amazing is so he doesn't make the team. And I talk. We kind of talk back and forth. Um, but I saw – we would go to camp, and I said, dude, don't worry about it. Because I saw him play during, the, um, during that spring. I said, you're on the JV. Don't worry about it. A few minutes into that first game, I said, don't worry about it. You're, I talked to the coach. You're on the varsity. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of my aha moment because he went to that camp and just the growth. And I, I personally believe, I guess, tells you how smart I am, he's good enough to make it his freshman year. Um, but – he worked. You know, a lot of times, especially, and I know we always talk about the older people saying, this generation, they don't do this. You just don't see the work like this kid puts in. And it's not just when we're together. You can tell his game elevates during the off season. Oh, yeah, you know, completely. I mean, he just, last year he didn't have the three-pointer. No. You know, he shoot yeah. it rarely. And this year it's a regular part of his game. And, one of the things I try to, I mean, I had some pretty solid high school coaches, but um, it was always shooting and look over at the coach, mm-hmm. shooting and look at the coach. <laughs> I don't want them to look at me. Yeah. I want buckets. So now, whatever it takes to get that bucket now, but that doesn't mean you have to be the one to shoot it to get that right. bucket. Yeah. Um, exactly. So get us some more opportunities, share the ball. When you're open, I expect you to shoot it, and I expect them to give it to you, and vice versa. So they've bought into that. Yeah, Jane, how much – did you work on that in the off season? I mean, your jump shot is is beautiful as well. I mean, I worked on it a lot during the summer with my um, other coach, Coach Rob. He's been coach last year. He was helping me and Mealy out, working out and dribbling and stuff like that, shooting. Yeah, so yeah, we can definitely tell that your ball handling skills. I mean, everything. And a shout out to Jaden. You just got offered by Mount Olive. I think I think offers yeah. are going to start pouring in. 
uh, I mean, when people start seeing you in the playoffs as well against these dominant teams, I told Shavers that you're going to start getting all kinds of coaches because if anybody watched that game last night, like I was like, you can sign him right now. <laughs> Coach yeah. well, we were, Coach Shavers and I were talking last night after the game. It's like, what are people, where are they? I mean, if if I'm a college coach, I see this young man who's 6'4", six, 6'5", six, can play wing and go outside. It's not like he's a one-dimensional and player. And has the bounce that and, he has. Yeah, he's so athletic. He's got long arms, um, can play defense. He's been brought up the right way. He plays the right way. I mean, I would love to have him on my team. I think the challenge is, especially in the last five years, we've watched the college game evolve right in front of our face. I mean, it's some of it's been subtle, but some of it's been so blatantly obvious. Um, and what's happened is the momentum has switched. You know, when I first got into coaching, everything ran through the high school coach. Yeah. And now tra um, travel ball has made such a prevalent mark on this game. And, you know, you're foolish as a high school coach to ignore it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these kids are getting looks during the off season, during our off season. Yeah. It's their on season. But yeah. at the end of the day, there are the bigger teams and then there are the local teams. And um, Jaden's coach this summer um, did a remarkable thing by trying to get him on the map. Um, we were just local. I mean, that was part of the issue. So he didn't get to go to Vegas and go yeah, to exactly uh, right. Atlanta, um, Georgia, and yeah. whatever like that. So, I mean, he's had the crime. So I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. I think a lot of people just don't know about him. Yeah, yeah um, and I think another uh, you know factor that you're not talking about is social media. We talked about this in my class this past week, actually, about the whole Zion situation. There's a lot of these social media athletes, if it, if you can agree with me on that, Shavers. And, I mean, you see these kids, and, I mean, a college coach now, I mean, I, I swear everybody has one. Ed Cooley even follows, you know, Gabrieloviches. I mean, these people, you know, they follow social media because that's where everything is now. And, I mean, I, that's why I'm blowing you up as much as I can on Game of Inches. I'm putting your <laughs> Brett before he left. He said we could make a five-minute uh, highlight reel of just Jaden's dunks and threes. But it's just, it's just that's another uh, factor as well, Coach Shavers, is what I feel like. And it's just like, like you said, like if you're not in those big tournaments, because that's where a lot of the social media is as well. You know, like the Phenom Hoops and the Big Shots and everything else. I mean, the Team Wall, all that social media, those are the kids that you know specifically of. Like, I mean, the whole world knew of Zion before he even came to Duke. And I think that's what you're kind of talking about, Coach Shavers. It's a huge factor. Ironically, I either know somebody or know somebody that knows somebody <laughs> with all of this. So a, a buddy of mine, I played college when I first started um, college. I um, played with a guy named Mike Brown, and his son is Matthew Brown, 6'7 kid. I think he ended up signing with Anderson down there in South Carolina, um, who's now four-year, used to be a junior college. Long story short, Matthew Brown was a teammate of Zion Williamson. So I got to hear a lot of stuff firsthand, kind of behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And I think you've, you're, you're beating it all upside the head. You're, you're all over it. Um, the, the social media part has such, caused such a wave. Um, even if you look at the, the Langley's, I mean, they're basically kind of national celebrities. Mm -hmm. Like everybody knows who they are because of what they've been able to do during the travel ball. But more importantly, the social media aspect of it. So, um, you get to see these kids growing up, whereas um, I, I, I can't speak for Coach, but um, to me, the best thing we had was like Sports Illustrated. And right. You might see yeah. <laughs> 10 or 12 guys that they mentioned that one little portion of the yeah. year for high school. Like It was such a small exactly part right. of the game. Because, I mean, people out in California, I mean, I bet there is somebody all the way out there that knows about the Langley Twins. Oh, yeah. And Wendell Moore. Definitely. Everybody knows it, probably Wendell Moore by now. Yeah, you know, their father got to coach them a lot, and we played it together at UNCG. Mm -hmm. But he would come back and tell me stories about this fourth grader in California <laughs> or Texas or somewhere <laughs> like that. And after a little while, at one point, he had seven of the top 75 players in the country on his team. Well, he got oh to goodness. go places and see stuff. And he would come back and tell me about this kid. And, like, in five years, they're going to be talking about this kid or that kid. And he's all over it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to say something. It's, it's not to call out the Langley Twins, but me and Rich, we went last year to, what was it, two Westland games? I, I believe we went to about two of them. But, Coach, they are not. They did not play the same way that we see them play 
now. I mean, it's like it's like night and day. Yeah, it's night and day. Yeah. And I just want to. I mean, talk, it's just judging from a couple games. But. Like it's yeah, it's not to call out Gatlin's coaching style with with the Twins because you you know they also had. Uh, Aaron Wiggins and Horde on that team who are now at Maryland and Wake Forest. So, you know, those are big guys that the Twins were feeding. But, I mean, Coach, what kind of, like, spiritual bond do you have, like, the Langley Twins, for them to play so differently, like, night and day, like Coach said? Well, I've known Kobe and Keyshawn since before they knew Kobe and Keyshawn. (laughs) You know, I've known Dad for almost 30 years now, and um, I got to see kind of, Every fiber, they would, they would at five and six years old, they'd come to our practice. So oh I've goodness. really gotten to know them well, and I know that they happen to be relatives of Coach Gatlin, and mm-hmm. and, and Keith's have a, a profound effect on their life. But I, fortunately, have they've spent a lot of time in my gym. Um, they've <laughs> spent a lot of time with me. I've spent a lot of time at their house. Um, we've gone places together. Mm-hmm. I've gone to Greenville and and seen their family and. Yada, yada, yada. Not to say that um, uh, Keith hasn't, but um, I also had the fortune of coaching them for two years before. Mm-hmm. So um, once again, my standards are going to be my standards, and I'm, I'm sure they had to adjust some coming mm-hmm. back. But at the end of the day, um, I, I'll say this, and um, this isn't a knock on any coach. Um, Jaden knows this about me. Once I trust you, then I'll give you some rope and let you go, but you got to earn it. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. If if Steph Curry comes to play for me, um, I know that Steph is a heck of a player, but I'm going to have some expectation. And, I mean, I think you're seeing it in the NBA. So now the tail wags the dog. And I'm sorry, I'm just not a part of that. So everybody went to dribble drive. And then everybody went to this and went to that. Like, I'm going to be who I am. I'm flexible. I'll adjust. I think that's the most interesting thing about Coach K. Um, He's done an adjustment like I've never seen before. Yeah. Um, But – you adjust to an extent, but at some point, I'm pretty sure if you talk to any of his players, yeah. some of that stuff, Coach K is Coach K, yeah. period. That's right. um, so I think um, at some point you figure out, eh, maybe maybe I better do this if I want a chance to do what I want to. So, you know, there, there were some growing pains for um, from those two a little bit, losing them, and then them coming back and trying to mold them in. But I, I pulled some of these guys together before they came back, and I was like, yeah, it was a resounding yes. We want them to come back. Uh-huh. Um, we can help them. They can help us. Um, so there wasn't that that mm-hmm. awkward moment, per yep. se. Yep. Um, and I think that they really understood that these guys want to go to play college ball too, and they've been awesome just trying to help these other guys get an opportunity. And so I think all of that fed in. So it was not one of those things where you somebody just came in brand new. Right. So they yeah. basically knew the fiber of these guys, and they loved them and cared about them and respect them. I know I, I'll, I'll tell you this, and nobody really talks about this much, but I think about it daily. I could not imagine Dez Woods on this team. Mm-hmm. You know, we lost yeah, Dez yeah. in an accident um, a little over a year ago. It wouldn't be fair. <laughs> like that dude. I didn't even talk uh, about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. So, um, I mean, they, right now they're the Warriors. If they added Des Woods, I remember watching Des play. They would be like the Western All Stars uh, as of right now when we go out and watch them play. I think Coach Shavers will agree with that as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, um, every once in a while, I just think about it. I was like, ooh, if Des was here. What would this look like? I mean, I mean, and he was a very, very, very unselfish guy himself, and he was all team and loyal to the core. Um, so I think all of those guys, when you have those traits, mm-hmm. um, it's just a matter of bringing them out. And once again, I never, I didn't, I, selfishly, I guess, didn't see the, the the twins play sitting around thinking about what would happen if they were for me. So I didn't get to see them play last year, yeah. but. Um, um, honestly, I just think that that you kind of you set your core values and you you kind of I mean if you're going to be decent in this business you're gonna you're gonna stick to them. Yes, sir. So so coach, I mean coach does some great workouts and stuff like that. It's not like I haven't seen him work with some guys and whatever like this. And like you said, I mean you're dealing with ACC, Big yeah. Ten yeah, level Gallagher players. Yeah, a so, lot of big players over so there. So that's that's a, that's a chore in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did a lot of great things there at Westland. Um, but in, in terms of the twins, I think uh, 
So I'm talking to Christian, and I know I'm taking over here, but Christian <laughs> told me something last night, and it really made me smile. He's like, Coach, it's hard to play normal basketball after playing for you. <laughs> and I started <laughs> laughing. He's like, Coach, if the pace isn't there, I just struggle. I'm not, now, we can play half-court basketball, but you know, I mean, you guys have seen us play. Yep. We're, we're, we're going to get up and down if we can, but we'll, we'll do a little bit of both. So Wow, that's, that's pretty funny. I, I, I just – Again, to go to the Langley Twins again, it just seems to me they feel more at home in in playing for you yeah, than they, they did last year. They they were almost like a fish out of water a little bit. You know, it wasn't that comfort level. But you see them play with your team. It's like they're relaxed. They're not pushing anything, pressing or anything. They're just playing their game. Well, yeah, Rich last I, year, yeah. last year was like. You know, that, that comfort didn't seem to be there for Yeah, us. and we had watched them, what, the first two years that we were uh, with East. And I we mean, watched yeah. Them, yeah, unfortunately. But, but like, I mean, <laughs> they just looked so different from what yeah. we, I mean, because we used to yeah. make game plans and try to, uh, you know, play uh, chess with Coach Shavers. But uh, that ended up not working out for us. But, you know, going back to them coming back to you guys this year, I mean, they're, they're playing with you, Jaden. Like, they've been playing with you your whole life. And same thing with Christian and Pettiford. And, like, when everybody comes out there on the court, it's like you guys are like one big family and you've been playing together for so long because each one, like, watching you guys play, does it feel like that for you? Like, I mean, you know what the other guy is going to do. So, I mean, you know right where to put the ball or you know you know how to run the play, like, 100%. Like, it, that's what it seems like, Coach. It seems like we watch a whole bunch of other teams and there's always one guy that kind of forgets to play. Your team does not forget a single play because they all get to the right spot when you start running one. I'm extremely biased, but if you um, get a chance to come see us, I hope you guys will come see us. Um, what's neat about this team is the way they move the ball. Yeah. Like it does not stick usually. Or if it's sticking, then we have those three-minute droughts. But, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's what was funny last night was we had a three-minute drought we had a time where we weren't playing right and still ended up with 90. Um, and it was not any one person dominating. And I, I, I wasn't surprised, and I really wasn't shocked, but it kind of caught me off guard when they were like, Jaden has 31. I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, I mean, he did, like you said, I mean, he scored 10 straight points. I mean, I didn't even, it didn't seem, usually when you see a score at some points, you see him force the issue. Yeah. And Jaden never seems to do that. Yeah. So, and he does it in so many ways. He always ends up around the ball. And and all of those are guys are like that. So, I mean, if you look at the Langleys, they're getting the assists, but they're also rebounding the ball. Yeah. You know, um, they're getting blocks. Yeah. Um, our our big issue, they're they're fighting amongst each other about who has the most blocks. <laughs> um, so it's it's kind of neat. And I've never been a part of a high or seen a high school um team that finishes at the rim like they do like yeah and we've got over 100 dunks <laughs> um so and you know what else i like about your team you make the play and you run back down the floor and, and nobody's beating their chest or making yeah. a show about pulling it it's the, like, pulling the crossbow out like, of their i'm their, loving their it. Back. i'm like this is the old way that i was that i grew up with it's like you play the game for the love of the game you don't need to try to show anybody up or make sure everybody's seeing what you're doing. You just play the game and do what you're supposed exactly to do. exactly right. I want to say it was Coach Muse. I don't remember who it was, but they're like, act, I heard him yell out during the game, act like you've done this before. Exactly. You know? Exactly. You know, I, I don't turn on the light and get jump up and down because the light came on. I'm surprised when it doesn't come on. Yep. You know, that's kind of <laughs> the way I approach the game. Oh you, know, dum, dum, dum. you make the play and you go on to the next one. That's right. <laughs> well, we have like a final segment, but for those of you that can't see Jaden throughout this whole episode, I've been watching Jaden, and this guy is just like grinning from ear to ear. He's probably like, these three guys right here are my own fan club. <laughs> Jaden's been smiling <laughs> we and, are. and nodding. Absolutely. <laughs> but – this is going to be a segment that we're going to do each week as we bring a coach on, and, it, and it's seven questions with coach, so we're going to kind of go quick with you, Coach Shavers. So the first question is, what's your favorite NBA team? Um, oh, This is not fair. I, I think I, the short version is I would, I'm, I'm jumping on the bandwagon saying Golden State. Oh. But mine, I grew up like in Philadelphia. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm fans of coaches and style. Okay. And what he and, and Coach Pop and Brad – I'm more fans of coaches than I am and styles than I am the actual team. So I have not watched an NBA game this year. I've watched pieces of one, and I think it mimics high school. Like, if you got a stud, you can ride them. <laughs> um, so 
I would have to say Golden State at this point. All right, so now what's your favorite college team? I know you watch a little bit of college basketball. Or do you follow your players? Now, Langley's going to be ready to jump me, but it's, it's Carolina. I like Carolina since I was a kid. <laughs> you can't grow up 10 minutes from Michael Jordan and not like Carolina. <laughs> uh, third question, who's got the best chance at winning the national championship for college basketball? Uh, that's a tough one. I know I'm living in North Carolina and supposed to say Duke. Um, And as a Carolina guy, I don't know if I can let that come out of my mouth. Um, But they look pretty tough. I just don't know. And I think if you were to cut Coach K open and ask him, you know, I'm used to Coach K being that defensive, just Uh grind, whatever like this. So I know this is a little tough to evolve like that. Um, That's a tough one. I can't believe I don't have an answer as much as I (laughs) I talk. I know you analyze every Um, single team when you're watching. Yeah. I know you're looking for plays. That's what Mike used to do. Oh, yeah. I haven't been able to watch <laughs> basketball as a fan in a long time. There's a lot of good so, so There's a lot of good So I, we're going this, with Duke. Well, well you can't I, say I, it. No, no he's not. Gonna. On, honestly, I just don't think there's a favorite. I think this you're is right. one of those years that anybody can be knocked off, and I think you're seeing it right now. <laughs> um, I was watching a game last night, and they said, I heard the announcer say, well, I think there's about eight. Right now there's about a group of eight. You can choose you know, one eight. of those eight, and that's probably going to be our champion. All right, twist my arm. I'm going to go out on a limb. You're going to think I'm crazy. I think Michigan. Ooh. Jaden, what's your pick? We'll let you give your college basketball national championship pick. I'm going with Duke right now. Oh, okay. okay. As now. he wears the Carolina. <laughs> I know. <laughs> now, Coach, uh, you're going to like this question. Who has the best chance at winning the 3A North Carolina State Championship? You know everybody's talking about it. So Is what, there anybody else but Southwood? No, I'm just <laughs> Honestly. What, what do you know about Coxmill? How about um, that question? First of all, I have a distinct advantage. Wendell played for Coach Langley, too, so I've known him since he was like mm, 11 yep. or 12. And where I think I have the advantage is the Twins played on that team with him. And they know Wendell's game. So, but, but you can't hope to stop him. You can only hope to try to contain him. Like, he's a (laughs) tough matchup. He's going to get over 25 points. as a high school kid, it's not just that he scores. And I'm going to say this as a plug for public school basketball, not to knock anybody else. It is a blessing that that kid stayed at Cox Mill for those four years. And everybody was tugging at him. But I think what Coach um, Coach Barbie. Um, Barbie did for him was he taught him. He was so unselfish, almost to a fault, that he taught him how to score the ball and be that guy. So um, um, they're a tough matchup because he scores the ball in a variety of ways. Um, he doesn't have to take 40 shots or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, he shoots the free throws well. He leads them statistically, I think, in every category except for two. And the two that he's off, he's off by like one or two. Mm. Um, he just does it all. <laughs> I hear and you so could. you have to be accountable of that guy. And for him to be able to put that team on his shoulders, no disrespect to anybody. Mr. Carowell, don't come and light us up just because yeah. I say this about Wendell. <laughs> but um, he's got some talent him. around him. But that kid accepts being that hub now, whereas when he was younger, he would sacrifice. And I mean, you could play him at point center growing up. Mm-hmm. And so that kid, um, I always tell people he's um, he's um, Theo with a jump shot. Um, not to say that Theo doesn't have a jump shot, but that's the one area that Theo's been working on. And I got to see Theo since he was eight or nine, too. Um, but he does a little bit of everything. Yeah. He does. He does. And then do not sleep on freedom. I know people get the stigma of being That's from the exactly mountains. That's exactly what Freddie said. Freddie and I went them. and saw them play, and they put their they 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 make me a little nervous because they put five guys out there where you can't really focus on one guy. Now those wings are strong, um, but they got a big guy inside, probably six six. Um, mm-hmm. They've got a point guard that's six three, six four, and he goes the hole like a grown man. And then they've got a unique situation. They've got a they got a version of Jaden. He's about 6'4", plays the four, he shoots the three. He's a good athlete. Um, I, I'm, I think, I hope we have an edge in depth, but um, that's a tough out for anybody. And yeah, they're the, putting up they numbers. They have a, team, a, a really good team. I think his name was uh, Fletcher Abias. Uh, Andy, he told me about him, and so did Freddie. Uh, I think he's going to Citadel. Citadel, yeah, and he can shoot the heck out of the he, ball. He shoots it. And then uh, I think it was number 23, James Freeman. 
Is that the big guy you're talking no, that, about? 23 is the point guard. Uh, I do my homework. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the big guy that they the got? The big guy, I, I want to say from Hickory. Is, actually, the point guard came from Hickory. That's 23 that you're talking about. Gosh, he's such a big guy, though. Um, he's 6'4". Um, yeah. 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 So, yeah. And then they have that Jakari kid as well. He's a senior. I think he's like 6'3". He uh, hit he, some of the yeah, toughest shots he you lit will Freddie ever up. see. Yeah, when Greensboro Day played him, that's the guy that uh, Freddie was like, man, we did not see yeah, I mean, him coming. It looked Kobe-ish, as in you put your hand in his face and he still knocks that jump shot down. <laughs> well, let's go through these final ones real fast, Coach. If you could coach one NBA player, who would it be? This is going to sound crazy, but... I would love to coach Steph Curry. I hear. Um, I'm, I'm the North Carolina tie helps me <laughs> with that, but um, I, I I've never seen a guy under six five change the game like he has. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just changed the game. Some of it I like, some of it I don't like because now every little kid comes down shooting a three. They can barely get the ball up their chest and they're shooting threes. But um, uh, do not get this twisted. You cannot work hard and become Steph Curry. I'm sorry. I don't care what they told you. That's talent. I watched his dad do it, and I'm watching that talent that guy's had, and he's changed the game. <laughs> uh, so now question number six. I know you love your coaching staff already. You have one of the best here in the triad. But out of all the head coaches you know in the triad, pick two for a dream coaching staff. Two for a dream coaching staff. Two head coaches from around the triad. All right. Um, actually, this may surprise you. One of them would be Mike Muse. Wow. Um, Mike, Mike is seriously impressive to me. Just the way he dies. I look at what he has some years, and he doesn't get all of the talent that uh, with Winston being wide open like it is, and what he's able to do. Like he's one of those like moms that doesn't have nothing in you. Like if you put this with this, we got a meal. That's Something right. like that. yeah, that's <laughs> the way he does. That's right. Um, and I don't want to disrespect anybody. Um, this one is kind of a tie. I love what Billy does, and I like the way his. Um, if you forced me, it would be Lee Revis. Like Revis, I have to play chess against every time I play him. He's just a. Uh, um, you know, I was at Glenn, and he had those athletic teams. You know what you get at Northwest, and he just makes the most out of it. So I love, I love the underdog. I love the guy that. It's one thing if you get talent, not yeah. to say that they don't get talent, yep. but when you have these teams and you get who walks in the door and you make something out of it, I respect that. That's exactly that, right, That's Coach. just impressive. So we got Lee Revis and Mike Muse with Coach Guy Shavers. Let's hope it's not like the NBA and they all uh, join forces because I think that would be like five state championships in a row. But uh, so last question, when was the first time you ever played basketball, if you can remember? <laughs> yeah, after, uh, I played everything but basketball. My dad was in the military. Really? Yeah. So um, we lived in Kansas for three years. Uh-huh. And basketball just was not as big where I was at in Kansas. So when in did the, you first in the get 70s. Into, into the whole basketball realm? Um, I started messing around in the sixth grade, but it was just me shooting by myself. I got cut in the seventh grade. The coach told me in eighth grade the only way I would make it um, is if people flunked off and four guys flunked off. <laughs> <laughs> in the ninth grade, I was an alternate, and that's when I went from like to love. Like, um, because my mom, you know, back then, you didn't go tell your parents and they go up to the school and talk to somebody. It's like, you better figure it out. That coach knows what he's doing. And so I remember, um, for me, it was probably um, between the ninth and the tenth grade. It also helped that that summer before I grew six inches in three and a half months. Um, But that's when I really, and that's what I question in this generation is how many people really love it. I think a lot of people like it. But that's, I mean, that, that wasn't, um, those, my first experience was probably seventh grade where I really started playing and you're playing at lunchtime and all that stuff. But I'd say that 10th grade year was it for me. I hear you, Coach. Well, thank you so much to uh, Coach Guy Shavers and Jaden Turner for coming on the show today. Uh, before I sign off, what we're going to do with our special guests now, we're going to get you guys to sign a picture. So here's <laughs> Coach Shavers. So just in case Jaden ends up being like the NBA uh, oh, prospect, yeah. so we're going to get y'all signatures so we can have like a whole scrapbook of everybody that we've ever had on. Now I know why I go to the gym at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, everybody, and our audience for, for listening sure. to our first ever basketball podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, we hope that you know you continue to tune in as we talk about the triad, and as the playoffs start, we'll definitely come back around. 
uh, to other you know regions of North Carolina. But we hope you enjoyed and hope you will be back next week as we have another coach and another player. So long, everyone.